Welcome back to The Answers Obvious, where you have the questions and we have the answers. This is episode 34 coming to you this Friday, April 26th. You know, people always be asking me questions all the time like, Stevie G, where do you keep your horses? I tell them the answer is motherfucking obvious. In the back. This is just one of the many questions we answer and discuss on your favorite rapper's favorite rapper's favorite podcast, The Answer's Obvious. With that being said, you can find out more about the questions we're answering, advice we're giving, and what we're discussing by subscribing to The Answer's Obvious in the iTunes podcast store. You can also follow The Answer's Obvious on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts from. By subscribing on the iTunes podcast store, you'll be able to access all of our episodes, which we encourage you to listen to them all, as well as accessing our latest episode the moment it goes live. It'll even send you a push noti to your telephony. How dope is that? And if you're horrible at using the search feature, then you can just use the direct link, which is in the bio of my Instagram profile, at StevieGStevieG, and my pin tweet on Twitter, at TweetyGTweetyG, so please go mash that subscribe button and follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter. Speaking of follow buttons, please be sure to go f- mash that follow button on our Instagram account at the Answers Obvious and also on Twitter at the Answers Obvious so we can do numbers on that bitch. With all that being said, I am sad to announce that Rachel will not be on this episode, episode 34, due to uh, conflicting schedules with the NFL draft. That's right. We've hid this for a very long time. Rachel works for the NFL. She'll probably get mad at me for saying that. But yes, she works for the National Football League. However, I am excited to announce that I'm joined tonight by a special co-host. You can follow him on the gram at MickSizz7. That's M-I-C-K-S-I-Z-Z-7. Some may know him as Mickey. Others may know him as Bulletfoot Sizzle. (laughs) Whatever you decide to call him, I'm happy to announce my co-host for the show, MC Sizzle. Mick, how you doing tonight? Good. Pretty good. Appreciate you having me on. Glad to fill in for Rachel. It's good to have you on. What episode did we have you on the first time? It was... uh, Mickey the Foot. Mickey the Foot. What episode number was that? Do you recall? Nine. It was nine. I'm an avid listener. Second time, long time, Steve. (laughs) It's good to have you back on the show, Mick. Thanks for filling in for Rachel. I know that she's upset that she can't be here for you. Uh, your guest appearance on the show. You know, we have a lot of listeners who, who've gotten to know you through Rachel and myself <laughs> over the last weeks, mainly for all the griping that we do. <laughs> Maybe a little too much of me. There may be some prejudice out there. A little against, bit. Against me. <laughs> so I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't give you the opportunity right now to go ahead and give your shout-outs and blasts for the show. Shout-outs first? Shout-outs first. Shout-out to the NFL uh, quite obviously. I mean, they're in our city. They're taking over our streets. There's signs everywhere. I mean, I know our our fair city of Nashville has become a bit of a tourist trap, but mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome to have uh, national recognition. Um, you know, even if they're just kind of keeping us keeping us under the radar a little bit. Um, but shout again, shout out to the NFL for recognizing that we're an upcoming city. Damn straight. We got, we got shit popping. Remember, before last year, when it was in Philly, it had always been in New York. Yeah, right. Always in the uh, whatever theater is by the Microsoft. Uh, I'm sorry, I said Microsoft Theater. Um, Madison Square Gardens, yeah. the theater there is yeah. where they host it. They, they went out on a limb too, man, putting it outside. That's, that's ballsy. 
I mean, you know, the the rain's gonna come in a little bit this evening, but um, they're gonna they figured it out. I mean, this is a pretty awesome setup. They invested a lot of time and energy in this. It's a shout. So again, shout out to the NFL. That's yeah. Shout really out cool. to those those rich, mostly white billionaire <laughs> owners for allowing us the, their presence in our city. Yo, so the last time you were on, we were in a different studio. We were at Phil's old crib, the Funky Bunker studio. <laughs> but now we're in this studio, yep. which I think we've coined the nude studio because we're sitting here, just a couple of dudes, just letting it all hang out, just sitting here. Gotta let your boys breathe. Got to. But we have this great view outside the window of the NFL draft going on. And I know that y'all can't see it at home right now, but we're looking at probably like two or three dozen tents. We're looking at the main stage. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see it all in action. And so you best believe that as soon as we're done recording this, we're going to head down to the festivities. Have you seen a lot of – or let me ask this. In terms of like apparel – what team have you seen in Nashville being represented the most so far? So, so Philly fans have taken over Midtown. You think so? Mid, no, I know so. You know so. I, <laughs> to get over here, I you know went through Midtown, and it's it's a sea of green, and it upset me. I didn't have my jersey on at first, and I was like, nah, I'm not not letting these dudes take over uh, like that. I ain't going. I ain't going down like that. Well, you came downtown to the right place because it's predominantly Titans fans. Yep. Obviously. Tighten up. I've seen mostly uh, Ravens fans, Baltimore Ravens fans so far. I've seen a lot of purple. Um, I think the best getup I saw so far were three guys leaving the hotel down the street in Packers jerseys. And one had on the classic cheese head hat. Yeah. But the other two had on cowboy cheese head hats. <laughs> And it looked really cool. I've, I've I have seen those. I, you gotta respect Packers fans, man. Yeah, they're the origin. They're the OGs. They're the great game. fans. They are. They're tried and true. They own that team. You know what I mean? They have to. They have to wear it. You know. I think when it comes to actual jerseys too, and this could be a talk for an, another, another episode, but I think that the Packers ha- are are my favorite uniforms in terms of jerseys because it's very it hasn't changed it's traditional yeah it's it works it's simple it works you know i mean the titans have changed jerseys now from going from the houston oilers to the tennessee oilers to the tennessee titans and then now tennessee titans 2.0 which looks like some houston shit it's just i don't know man apparently, it, apparently we needed a new identity well they didn't really change didn't much <laughs> speaking of which do you like this titans polo i'm sporting that's a good polo you gotta wear that next 18 man yeah so when uh that's breathable we were we were watching oh where was i i was at i was at double dogs in midtown and i parked in the parking garage there and when i came out i saw this shirt just like sitting down close to my tire and i was like oh fuck what's this and i, I like you know held it by my fingertips and like held it up i was like oh shit there's a this is a Titans polo. Hold on. That's a parking, that's a parking garage and polo. I, and so I looked down and I was like, you know what? I bet the people next to me, like it, it fell out of their car. Oh, so it wasn't that muddy or dirty. And so it looked like it had like maybe a tire track on the sleet, on the shoulder of it. Yeah. And so I, looked, I was like, you know what? If this is my size, I'm keeping it. Sure enough. You, you sure. Extra uh, medium. You sure double dogs ain't got a lost and found, Steve, that that should have gone in? Well, it was <laughs> technically it was in the parking garage and that's for uh, whatever that area is. It's not just for double there, dogs. There, there are signs. Got it. Jenny's okay. too. Got it. Got it. So I kept it and I washed it. <laughs> now I'm rocking it. Word. So yeah, shout out NFL. Yeah, shout out, shout out the NFL. 
Um, you know, got to keep it consistent. I'm getting married later this year. I got to shout out, you know, my beautiful, talented fiance. I think I'd, I would not be allowed back home if I didn't do that. But What's up, Ankita? <laughs> uh, no. Or future Dr. Sisselman. Dr. Sisselman is right. Um, well, I mean, she is, she is a doctor right now. Just different. Not, She'll be a Dr. Sisselman. Not a Sisselman yet, but soon to be. Um, that's exciting. Yep, that's... Gotta shout out her. That's all I got for shout outs. Um, so now's the fun part. And yeah. I'm, I may be scooting back as I say this because, again, we give you a, a hard time on this show. But now's your chance, Mick. Blast away. <laughs> I, no, I, I, uh, I get my blasts off intermittently. I don't, I don't need to blast you on the show. Inter- it's, intermittent it's like blasting? Intermittent blasting. I Is that where like you don't blast between <laughs> like 8 p.m. and like noon the next day, and then you just go hard as hell blasting off, and, <laughs> and then you go back to intermittent blasting? Right, and I'm, I'm in intermittent blasting mode. No, I, I'll just, next time we're at a bar or something, you're, you know, when your phone ends up in a, in a drink, you're going re- to uh, remember why. My phone can't fit in a drink because oh, I got this know. nice case on. Yeah, well, I'll get it in there. Um, so no blasts. No, no. I mean, I'm I'm about to blast Nashville for the 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 point of of why I'm excited the NFL for the NFL to be here because it looks like it's about to rain on all the hard work that that the NFL just put in for this. So if Nashville if Nashville deserves a uh, you know anything right now, it's a blast because the weather can't stay away. But I don't, I don't have any other. Blasts. I know, man. Nashville. Shame on them for. Not controlling the weather the way that they should. No, it's just very tip. It's very typical, very typical Nashville weather to just show up when the party gets started. It's very true, very true. Uh, my shout outs. I'll give a shout out to our fair city with the NFL draft, and not necessarily the NFL draft, but shout out to Nashville and the Titans for hosting. I think that years ago when we hosted the NHL All Star break. It was just an incredible fan experience. People had a lot of fun. And, you know, our city really is built for these types of events. That's right, yeah. And I never really realized that until we, when we hosted the NHL uh, All-Star break. And I was like, oh, wow, there's, like, different areas. Because when you think of a party, like, you go into a house party or go into a club or something, there's different floors, there's different areas. Like, okay, let me go see what's going on in this room. Let me go see what's going on out back. And whereas, you know, some areas just have one plaza out front, here you kind of venture between, you know, here we have looking out across the river, there's stuff on the Titans field in the stadium. There's stuff all throughout the parking lots. Then you come – downtown broadway they have stuff going on they have stuff along riverfront i think they have stuff down on uh whatever the plaza is behind the 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 arena and the and the hilton and all that shit the walk of fame or walk of stars was the nhl deal like this spread out was it as as it wasn't as spread out they didn't cross the river but it was still pretty dope because it went it was all lower broadway and then out past like or out towards Korean vets with everything oh, by man. the Omni and Convention Center and all that's, that. That's sick. It's cool. You were still in DC. Yeah, that, right? I was not. Was not here. I was watching from a distance. It was fun, man. So I'm excited to see this. And actually, you know, I don't know if you've done it yet, but there's the NFL Draft mobile app. The let me make sure I get the name right here. It is the Fan Mobile Pass. So you can just search in the App Store NFL Draft, and it's this. It's this cool app. It's very fan interactive and engaging so like 
It gives you the schedule. You can create your own schedule Yo, of things that you want to do. We're a damn commercial for the NFL right now, aren't we? We're just just. I mean, this is should, Nashville's. Should we vote? Can you can you at them? This you, is Nashville's this? preferred small <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so we would be doing a disservice by not telling our awesome listeners. Yo, what's coming, going on? If you're coming through Nashville and you're not on, you know, the answer's obvious. What are you doing? Yeah, kill yourself. Yeah, kill yourself. Maybe not that extreme. So, so you got blast or you got? Oh, 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 blast! Fuck, man. Uh oh. Oh my god, I am tired of scooter haters. Sick and tired of them. It pisses me off. They're not rational. You gotta accept it. The scooters are here to stay, so you might as well get on the band scooter. They are, or they get are, the fuck out of town. They are shoving them down our throats, though. Yeah, like, well, like, like you can trip over scooters. Like I, I've, I've almost tripped over a few scooters. Watch where you're walking. That's all I gotta say. Right. Watch where you're driving. You know, if anything, and and I'm gonna make the argument that with all these scooters zooming in and off the street and sidewalks, uh, that's less time you need to spend on your phone while you're while you're driving. Yeah, if you're if you're not walking around the city and watching out for scooters, you're right. Like maybe you know. Maybe you're not putting yourself in as much danger because you're, you know, you got your head on a swivel. Might be a scooter coming. Yeah, you you need to prepare for it. Prepare. Anything could happen now, but I'm just tired of people blasting scooters. So I'm blasting the people who blast the scooters. <laughs> They're here to stay. They're fun. It gets me from point A to point B. Yeah. I, it's very cheap and it helps me stay in shape. Right. You get to enjoy the outdoors. You get to, uh, you know. Uh, almost kill people on your scooters. You know, you get to get old ladies turning around on sidewalks yelling at you because you hit them with the with the little the ring. Bring bring. Like I was being courteous. Like <laughs> I was being courteous. I gave I gave her at least like twenty yards a little bring. No, no, you you don't ring that bell at me. Hey, that one time though, you did almost hit that one lady. I walking did. I did. I did. I did. You know what? I don't care. People drive like assholes. I'm going to scoot like an asshole if I feel like yeah, it. Yeah, what's the difference, right? There like, is no difference. It, we're all trying to get from point A to point B. If, if I run you over on a scooter, isn't that better than a car? Like, yeah. Sorry we care about the environment and are letting off fewer carbon emissions and we're going green on the electric scooters. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm tired of it. I talked to somebody the other night. They were anti-scooter. And I was like, look, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> convince their, you. What were their points? What were their like main points? I, I don't like it for these reasons. This is the point she said. She said that back in May, before they took them away, two women got hit on a scooter. And she said one of them died. Now, I don't, I'm going to have to fact check that. I don't think that, two, that they died. But I know they did get hurt and they were hospitalized. They got hit by a car. Right. And I said, you're right. I said, I said, yo, that, that's crazy. That's so awful. And you're right. Like, that sucks. I said, but did you hear the whole story? She goes, what? I said, oh, you didn't hear that the guy that hit the two girls on the scooter ran a red light and he was also drunk. <laughs> and then when the cops found him, he was hiding his Lexus under a tarp. Wow. So... He could have hit cyclists, darn pedest- scooters, pedestrians. Yeah, man. The scooters are such a nuisance, and in this situation, it proves it. Yeah. So, if uh, if you're not on the scooter train, then you know, fuck off. Yeah. Get out of here. 
If you were new to the Answers Obvious, here's how we do the damn thing. We break each topic of the show down into segments, which you can find listed in the description of the episode. You'll also be able to know when each segment begins because we're going to put a time cue next to each segment listed. This way, you can see what you're getting into. Skip the intro, skip the boring shit, which I guarantee you there's none coming this episode. Or if you only have time to just listen to one segment, if you're in the car, on a scooter, whatever, and you only got time to listen to one, you can do that. Uh, and like I said, since we are now on Spotify, it's great because when you go to the description of the episode, you'll see that the time cue is listed in parentheses, and you can actually click on the time cue, and it will bring you to the start of that segment, which is awesome. With all that being said, we have an awesome show for you, and we're going to go into it right now. We're going to start with first segment, Mix Emotions. <laughs> It's, it's only right that we have this segment while Mickey is on the show. And um, if you're completely stupid, then uh, it's a play on words for <laughs> mixed emotions, but it's mixed emotions. Because we, get, we have, I asked, I asked Sizzle here to come up with a few topics, not too many, but some good ones that he has mixed emotions on. That where he can't really take a solid stance or if he is for, against, or, you know, he likes it or hates it or whatever. So we're just going to talk about some of mixed emotions. So I guess to paint a little bit of a background, right? Like one of the, one of the kind of pillars of, of, our, of our friendship is competitive arguing, if you will, right? So I tend to have some, some variation to where I get my arguments and you know I can say Steve does as well but right I get my arguments uh from from stone cold facts <laughs> and truth and Mickey gets them by reaching out of thin air no well <laughs> not not all the time they're educated guesses most of the time okay. no, so, no, so no. they're guesses so Mickey's are guesses mine's <laughs> no, mine, mine is true absolutely not no no we just we have we we find ourselves sometimes on the same side of argument and still find ways to argue about it or on opposite ends of an argument and just pointing out silly things that probably don't matter. <laughs> More so the latter. But so yes. mix, mix emotions, mix emotions. That's where this was born. But this one's kind of interesting, too, because we have some topics here that, you know, I don't really have a, a, a firm stance on. So we're just going to talk about our mixed emotions. Yep. Exactly. Here, here's the first one. Radio. This is one that Mickey presented here when we were talking about this segment. Um, so let's just get right into it. Radio. So where where my emotions get mixed <laughs> with, nice. with radio is I don't know what medium it's supposed to even be anymore because, you know, just randomly listening to it the other day and maybe maybe I don't have the biggest sample size to go off of. But, what station were you listening to? Uh, 1025, right? Okay. Honestly, the game, the girl. Well, excuse me. What's the one? No, I was listening to the river. So one of seven, five, seven, five. All right. I'm, I did it because the girls in the car. I'm like, hey, maybe they'll have some pop music that she likes on it, whatever. And or maybe they'll they'll have some news. They're they're updating me on celebrities and talking through some letter. Like, I just don't even know. And then it goes to like what seems like five minutes of commercials and then one pop song. Right. Sure. So it's like. What type of medium is radio even supposed to be anymore? I, I really because I think it's it's because so many so few people are listening to it now, 
Has it just deteriorated completely? Like, well, yeah, the answer is obvious. It absolutely has deteriorated. <laughs> but, I think, but to what point, right? Like, so why, how you, is it still around? You bring if it up has good points because, like you said, it's just let's start with the commercials. Mm -hmm. Anytime that I turn on the radio, and again, the, I have yet to have a vehicle that I have owned and driven that has had an aux cord. Or a Bluetooth. So you, so you know some radio. Well, I'm on some broke boy shit too. But yeah, <laughs> but I also listen. Uh, I drive with my uh, my AirPods in, <laughs> which is very safe. Right. Um, <laughs> safe as scooters. And so, let's just go with commercials, man. That's one thing that when radio was the dominant force of listening to music and discovering new music, you know, before Pandora and iTunes and, and even burning CDs, you listen to the radio, there were still hella commercials. Yep. It wasn't like, yo, we're going to play a straight hour of music. Yeah. Now it's commercials. And the commercials that they're playing, what the fuck are those commercials? Not, it's like they're not, promoting. Nothing I'm buying. Right. And, and, and most of the times, it's not even a product or a service. It's like... It's iHeartRadio commercials promoting iHeartRadio, promote, right, right. promoting their app, promoting their their award show they're, maybe or their they're festival. To, they're trying to wean us off the radio. They're trying to like, hey, slowly well, get the hell out of well, here. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the commercials, or I'm sorry, a lot of the radio stations, whether it is you know a pop or a rock or hip hop station, it's owned by iHeartRadio, and what they're basically saying is. You can get the the app, and I feel like we're plugging iHeartRadio right now, right. which we are absolutely not they doing. Don't, they don't need it. They're humongous. Yes, yeah, we are not Team iHeart. But I know that it, with the app, if like if you if you just move from Nashville to DC and you love listening to a certain show on 107.5 or or 101.1 or whatever, you can still listen to that show through the app. Right. 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 And and hear your favorite DJs and all of that. Yeah. But there's always been extraneous amount of commercials and that shit is so annoying because yeah. it's not stuff that I'm it's not stuff that I'm buying or I'm interested in it's just it's a bunch of shit it's a bunch of I don't even know what the commercials are yeah I couldn't I couldn't tell you what any of the commercials were I just was like this is not I mean I guess now to the point where you know we, we have all these other mediums in our face for delivering like you know all the social media like your all your music and like how you get presented ads sure. right and now it's all tailored to us because the phones and shit are listening to us you're right and they're, they're looking after our searches so they like know how to advertise to us the radio seems so behind and they're that just casting a huge it's like, broad net th there's just the entertainment value is just i just don't understand I, i'm i'm yeah I, I don't know whether like it's just something that that could be reinvented right like in re and and if it was done a certain way could could get back to popularity or it's just like what what's the well, point of it so so think of this you got like satellite radio like sirius right which kind of reinvented radio and it's a premium service so like if you have a vehicle that that can um that has access to it or has is set up for it you pay a monthly subscription and you do have more stations like i remember this listening to 101 and i'm like i want to hear rap songs that i like right. that are you know that are from this region i want to listen to young buck i want to listen to to all star and three six and yo Gotti. but even though we're in tennessee we don't get that shit right now you go to memphis and they're playing that stuff but we only right, had one got, rap station but in here. memphis they got probably three rap stations one right. that just plays all the, all the hits 
the one that plays all the underground stuff. Exactly. And but that one's but that one's the one that's going out of business. Sure. Right. Of that's course. the one that's like they're underwater. But now you have stuff like with with satellite radio where you have those subgenre and more cultural stations that are more niche like oh you want to listen to southern rap you want to listen to southern rap of the 2000s you want to listen to atlanta rap you want to listen to pop rap right. so you have that right so so yeah man it's um which again i've also never had a vehicle that has had uh sirius xm or <laughs> or bluetooth so again it's like you know i'm stuck to radio so let's, let, i want to i want to revisit something that you said when you brought this up to me on the phone the other day you said Dude, I'm listening to the radio, and they were talking about Britney Spears being in oh, an yeah. insane asylum. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, man. So I actually don't think she's in an insane asylum. I okay. went I went to double check myself. She is in some type of mental health facility. Sure. She's been, I, I don't know if committed is the right word, but it sounds like the right word. <laughs> you know? Inpatient. Uh, she's, she, yeah, she's under psychiatric evaluation. Uh-huh. Basically due to, due to stress and all the other things that. Look what the radio that, did to Britney Spears, yeah. man. <laughs> right, right. No, but it's just crazy to think that someone cares about that. I get that Britney still has a fan base, uh, amazingly, from what she did back when we were all, like, you know, tweens. <laughs> but yep. it, it, like, do we really at this point um, care so much that I need, like, five minutes of my drive into to work no, the, the answer is no, because through one nothing. little scroll nothing. of your thumb on Instagram or Twitter, you will find a tweet or a post that's doing that. And then it'll take you five seconds. You'll be like, oh, someone reposted TMZ. Britney Spears is in a mental institution. <laughs> huh. And then you're like, oh, that sucks. Uh, thoughts and prayers. And then scroll on. You don't right. need to hear that on the radio. Right. Here's the other thing, though. I'm going to throw out one good thing for the radio is that when... I know that when we drive, we typically use uh, Waze, Google Maps, Apple Maps, whatever. You use some sort of navigation system, not because we don't know where the fuck we're going because we've lived in Nashville. We're from Nashville. We know where everything is. Right. But it will only give you um, user, uh, user-driven data. So if there's traffic and... There's 100 people on Waze in that area that there's traffic, but nobody's posting about it. it ain't going to tell us that there's traffic or the reason why. So luckily for – and I, and because Phil has worked in radio before, there are, there are certain um, requirements during rush hour that they have to provide you with traffic reports and over lane closures. The, over the radio. Over the radio. You, okay. They have to do it. And it'll usually happen like right when they go to commercial break. And you'll hear you'll hear something like I know with when we listen to 1025 the game, listen to our buddy Jared uh, and and Floyd Reese, you know, they'll do like the the Fox Weather Skywatch or whatever for for weather. They'll let us know like right. or they'll let us know about traffic in the well, area. Well it's an emergency. I mean radio's always been used as an emergency broadcast system, right? Yeah. Like in for, you know, tornadoes or nuclear bombs, whatever the hell. So I yeah, I guess but what's wild, if you think about it, is is that maybe that's still why you have to use it because, you know, hell, if the internet went out or you know a a region's uh, access to power went Very out, true. you know, you'd still need it. Yeah. I'm, but but again, as a as a you scroll up and down the stations, and I'm just like, you know, what are you guys all doing? Like, I start. What's crazy is I start thinking about like how how much of these these guys 
uh, on these radio stations making a year? <laughs> like, what are they I can, doing? I can tell you. Like, it's, are they working doubles? It's, it's not. You know? a, it's not a lot. And a right. lot. And a lot of it is part time work because sure. think of it now. You only now, granted, for four, three or four hours, five hours sometimes. If, like, what are y'all? Are y'all that, working at Waffle? Are y'all going back to work at Waffle House after doing this set? Right. So, <laughs> I think that just about every radio host there. You know, they've always wanted to have their own show, which right. they could fucking do if they had a podcast, uh, which some of them do. The circle. The circle. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but also, I know that it's a, lot of, it's a lot of radio show hosts' dream or their goal to have a national, nationally syndicated show in which you do start making some real money. Yeah. Also, I know that with independent stations, you, as a host are also um, you get you have a little more control over your uh, your advertising right and so you actually get a piece of the ads that you sell and, and everything like that which again going back to one and two five the game um, ESPN sports radio here I know that a lot of those commercials are mostly local businesses there's stuff that isn't directly relevant to me like a like an Instagram ad or something on my Facebook feed would be. But it's still in the in the realm of things, you right, know. Right. Um, so yeah, man. So uh, I'm gonna throw out another decent thing about radio because it isn't, you know, radio does determine a lot of the success of a song and also can influence the lifespan of a song. Yes, streaming is very important and it is probably is definitely the most important when it comes to it. But radio play is still big, so. Sometimes I like to, because I can tell you, the only stuff I listen to on the radio is sports talk radio. That's it. Because in the car, I'm listening to fucking podcasts. You know, I'm, I'm listening to, to that shit. But I do, like, I do like to know what is in rotation on, on pop radio, on country radio, on, you know, not necessarily classic rock radio. That's the same shit every day. So I like knowing what that is, but some, so that's, that's a, a positive about radio. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can figure out what's hot. What, what are the masses listening to that don't listen to Spotify and Apple and streaming shit. But also it amazes me how a song on the radio that came out 18 months ago is still in rotation. And I hate that because there's so many new artists or just better artists that have new songs and they're not getting radio play because just to let y'all know a radio campaign in the U S is like a quarter million dollars. Like it's $250,000 for, for like three to six months. And that's to like shoot across the, to go across the nation, go across the nation. And we're, well, that's, I mean, I mean, it's pretty mass scale, right? Like that's, that's a lot, that's, man. It seems right. If, though. If you want your pop song on radio, well, think about like, Cause I was just thinking in my head, like was when radio was kind of born, right? Or I guess when it, when it kind of started to drive music, right? Like you, someone records some music, put it on whatever a tape. Uh, they would, yeah, they would record well, to a blank like, cassette well, tape, uh, uh, some vinyl, whatever. Like you used to, I don't know how they recorded music back, like in the fifties or whatever. Vinyl, vinyl, right? So you get it on there. You go to a radio. They would just play it up to a speaker, up to like a microphone, sure. basically. And if it was hot, like. People would be just jamming their phones, like trying to, hey, where, what's that? Play that again. And then it would grow regionally, right? Yeah. But they because, don't do that anymore. Because they don't take because requests. Because it's a giant network, right? Yeah. You just, hey, shoot across, shoot it out, you know, the fee, shoot out a whole fee across the whole nation. Maybe they could do it by region, right? 
but you know, it's it just has marginalized that whole the whole business model. Definitely. While while I am not anti radio, I'm definitely not pro radio. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am. Pro answers obvious. Listen to us in the car, y'all. Yeah. Well you let's go on to the next one. Let's uh let's get real serious for Uh-oh. a second. A little dark. We going dark? Mixed emotions. Sorry, mixed emotions mixed on emotions. the death penalty. Dun, dun, dun. It's a tough one. Start us off, Mick. How do you feel about the death penalty? So, you know... By the way, all of these things that we're talking about on mixed emotions, we see both sides, and we don't really have a clear stance. It's tough. It's tough. It's That's like, if, if, this was, if this was on like a ballot or something, I wouldn't know what to vote. This is one of the situations where I'm, I just may not vote. So there's a black area, there's a white area. This is gray. It's all gray. Like it's the gray. sky, the Nashville sky. Kind of gray. So tell us, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on death penalty? So death penalty, um, it you know, it, it's interesting that, that states uh states are so kind of there's such a there's such a wide variation of how each state feels about it. Like obviously the states that are much more red just would just Texas act, just, loves right, the death right, penalty. That I mean they basically invented it, right? But if you go live in Texas and you see how how the like not that that's a part of their culture, but the culture that is in Texas would feed to thinking like that. Right. Absolutely. You kind of get it. So it's not necessarily I mean, what what makes this a what makes it a tough conversation to pick a side of like, man, am I pro death penalty or not? It it really comes down to, you know, you know, I, I think. If you're gonna if you're gonna choose to kill someone like if like that is we can all put someone to death right well no 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 I'm just saying if, if the only reason you receive the death penalty is by killing killing someone, someone yes right so if you're choosing to do that then you're you're not taking that person's life into consideration so why should anybody else so that's the only like cut and dry thing I can really pull out of the penalty but you know I know I think you were painting a picture of the day. Um, when when we first started talking about this, that almost makes me feel like, you know, we need to be a little bit more considerate of, you know, when someone actually does commit the, the act of murder. Sure. And it's, you know, people will argue eye for an eye, that kind of thing. And, and you know, it's where, where I have an issue with it. Because I can go ahead and say, like, when, when it comes to the death penalty, like, if if you go in and shoot up, a school or a movie theater and they catch you like, I'm sorry. It, I'm not going to feel bad for you. Now here, here's my thing. Someone has to, someone has to play executioner in that role. Right. Someone's either got to flip a switch or, or inject the shot. And so I remember when we were kids and they, they televised the first, now they didn't show the actual thing happening, but they, right. they had press coverage of it. Right. And I remember they, like, scrolling across the screen, they said the name of the doctor who was administering the injection. And I'm like, yo, this doctor is killing somebody right now. Right. And, and yes, a, a judge and or a jury of this person's peers has decided that from what they did, they have to be put to death. But, like... I don't know if I could live with swinging the axe, flipping the switch, or giving that fatal injection. Like I, and to me, that's like I, it. It has to take a certain type of person who is cool with 
swinging the sword. Do you, know? you do you think the person that can do that? Because again, maybe this doctor, you know, has been has been doing injections like this. I mean, throughout their medical career, not to kill someone, but just for whatever purpose, right? They the reason they know how to inject someone with something is because they've done it before. Right? Sure, it's a part of their job, if you will, right? So do do you put anybody willing to do that? This doctor, right? willing to kill someone, would you put them in the same category as, as the person that, you know, like this happens, this happens in, in like, uh, gangster movies and mob movies all the time, like where someone gets compromised and someone's going to go snitch if they don't get killed. Right. Yeah. So the person that goes to kill that person who's going to obviously snitch, like that person's got to go in their mind. That person's got to go. There's no sparing them because if they spare them, then they're dead. Right. Yeah. So it's like me or him in that scenario. Would you put that person in the same type of box, a person willing to kill someone? Because if it's their, it's your job at that point. Again, I know it's hypothetical right, being in right. a mobster movie, but I don't like, think I wouldn't th- categorize them as willing to kill. You know, I I think at the end of the day, a doctor a doctor doesn't become a doctor so they can kill people kill right. people sure. with lethal injection. You know, despite but, the, but they got a job to do. But they do have a job to do. It's right. very true. I mean, you know, they're just, I mean, it's, it's not people, but how do we get all of our food, th- you know, through, or all of our meat through slaughterhouses and right. all of that, you know, right. and, but th- it, it's just one of those things where I don't know if, if I could ever do it or, and I guess that's that doctors or again, whoever, I'm just going to call, it's not even a doctor at this point. Cause sometimes People still use they still use uh, the electric chair. So it, I'm just going to call that person the executioner. Right. Let's take it back to medieval <laughs> times. Like you're the you're the person chopping the rope that releases the guillotine. Right. You know. Right. So you're an executioner. It's and an over it's an overlooked part of the dynamic. Right. Is is the person actually flipping the switch, pulling you know, pulling the trigger, whatever. Like I mean, because they used to execute people different like differently in the past too, right? Like it used to be much more. I mean, they would chop off their fucking head. Right. Or they would line them up and, on a and wall and shoot the, them. And, and usually the guy that wanted the other guy's head chopped off would ask someone else to do it, right? Yeah. And they wouldn't do it themselves. They'd be like, like cut his head off or whatever. Or, or like line line people up in a row and just shoot them. Yeah. And I mean, think of it too. If Think of like if an electric chair, if you didn't actually have to flip a switch or something, but you set a timer, someone still has to set a timer. Someone still, set the someone timer. still has to, <laughs> right. you know, has to... Someone, to, someone has to initiate. Yeah, and and is, and is the person initiating like? I think how it, should we feel about that? Yeah, and I think if it, 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 it comes, it ultimately comes down to that person's relationship with, you know, the the Almighty God, <laughs> the universe, however you want to put it, or right. maybe maybe they. That's the thing. Some of them, maybe they don't. I've definitely heard. I've heard. Do, I've do, heard some doctors <laughs> that are very spiritual and religious. I've heard some that are extremely atheist, and they're like, "Yo, I believe in science, bitch." I, dude, maybe they, <laughs> maybe there's like a pretest, and and there's like, you know, a group of doctors, and like, who wants to do this execution job? And one of the guys, me, he just like jumps up. <laughs> me, that's me. Oh, uh, me, I'll do it. Uh, I guess if C- nobody else wants to. Cuff that man. Arrest yeah. that man. He's right. killed. He's probably killed other patients. Yeah. Anybody it's, excited? Anybody excited to do it? That's the guy in the same boat, right? Yeah. That's willing no, to pull for the sure. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I I definitely agree with eye for an eye. If if you if you take somebody's life, especially in a bad way, yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's not accidental or, or something, then 
then yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it is what it is. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck man, that's, it gets so complicated. Who's, who's going to do it? How are they going to do it? How much time? And honestly, what's the difference between somebody, you know, we use the term rot in a cell for the rest of their life. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like plenty of people have, have, are doing that, that have killed people too. Right. Like there's probably not some study that the government has done between, you know, in, in states like Texas, Hey, you know, what's, what's like the net benefit of killing this person versus what's the net benefit of them not getting killed or having sure. to serve time the rest of their life, right? And that's like, stuff that the state or a private organization who is contracted out by the state has to has to fund. And it's like, yo, we're spending money keeping this criminal alive. But, but in, yeah. in converse of that, I mean, you we've you've seen people go to jail for a couple of years for different crimes, come out and do great things, right? Exactly. So, I was going to bring that up too. Is yeah. that you're you're by by killing them by get, administering the death penalty. You are eliminating the chance that somebody has Any to potential they repent had. and and change. Now, granted, right. I saw something on sixty Minutes a few weeks ago, and it was about this. It was about this prison up in Connecticut, I believe, or maybe Maine. I can maybe Connecticut, but the Northeast. Yeah, New England. the <laughs> The purpose of it is that this um, this this warden implemented a different approach to rehabilitating these convicts yeah now obviously you had some of the the ogs in there that <laughs> knew they were going to be in there for life yeah they ain't changing well no most of them have been given they get, they're given more privileges because now because they have they have accepted the fact you know they have changed they know that they fucked up so they're like well i'm in here the rest of my life i'm gonna die in here i might as well spread good to these young bloods coming in and point i'm getting at is this one kid that went in there um, he is, I think he's the first like convicted felon who actually received a college basketball scholarship. So it's, you know, th they're in there, you know, trying to educate and change people and actually rehabilitate. So right. by administering the death penalty, it's like, okay, well, what, what's worth it more saving, you know, are we going to use taxpayer money or private organization money to, Still, I don't really know how that works. I think it's like it's contracted out by the state, whatever, to keep this person alive until they die and provide them with food and a bed and health care. Or do we just kill them but not give them the chance to spread good? Well, we're smarter than that as 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 a country, as a, you know, as a race, like for the longest time you think about it, prison's just been like, all right, put them in there, you know, uh, 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. That'll teach them just, just, right. You know, give them some outside time for a couple hours and make it real hard for them to take a crap and, you know, fall asleep and they might get raped by their, by another guy. You can say but shit. It's like, okay. Like, well, I'm just saying it like, that's all, that's all that the prison system really, that's the whole dynamic, right? Like I think about all the underutilized potential in a, in a prison system, right? Like, yes, these are bad people, and, and I'm sure that there's a number of them that just are inherently bad and cannot be Well, yeah, turned good. Th those are the ones that they lock up a, for 23 hours a day. Right, right. Those are the guys with the muzzles, right? Like, yeah. look, you leave those guys alone. But there's, again, a, a population in there that if, uh, if educated, if, like, you know, communicated with, at not a high clip. I mean, we, we use different—we're keeping—we have all these other resources— 
that we utilize already. Like, think about what what that what that potential could be turned into. Well, they do put some of them with good behavior. They put them to work. They're like, yes, please put me to work. Right. Get me out of here for they, right. They for want, eight hours. You know, they yearn for it. They're like, because they're in there and they're looking around. They're like, man, this is a bad decision. First of all, what can and what can I you know what can I do to change my situation? And there's there's Again, a small there's probably a population there that doesn't give a, a shit. But there has to be a lot of untapped potential in the prison system. You know, it's so complicated. I see why we have the death penalty. It's just easier. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Let, let's let's brighten the mood now. <laughs> just switch it up. We got we got one more here. We're gonna talk about luck. Mixed them mix emotions on luck. I see you looking at looking at your notes here. Yep. For luck. Start us off, Mick. So, How do you feel about luck? Is it real? Is it fake? So, Does it only come from, uh, from from leprechauns? Or <laughs> so this is one of those. This is one of those where, like, I'm I'm a little bit on this side, or most a bit on this side. I think Steve's a little bit on the other side. But um, I ha- I believe in luck in in a way that that you can create it, that you can kind of conjure it. And muster it up and not necessarily apply it, but just attract it, right? Sure. So, you know, being being in sales for most of my, you know, business career and adult life, I I've seen that there are a number of ways to be successful and to and to fail. And one of the ways that you be successful is that you work a process, you and you you progressively get better at, at that process and you you work hard enough to where you luck comes to you, right? So I gave Steve this example. You know, if you're if you're knocking on doors, if you're selling things door to door, and you know that your formula is if you knock on 30 doors, you're going to get invited into five and you're going to sell two of them on whatever you're selling, right? So that's, again, that's your process to, to, to get to that result. When you get progressively better day over day at hitting those 30 doors, you're going to get better at your pitch and your approach and your, and your communication style, and you're going to start to make connections, and you're going to sell three, and you're going to sell four, and you're going to sell five. And some of those success points will be lucky, if you will, because you were working hard enough to, on your formula so you're to get better. So you're saying that that's luck right I, there. And I think you can apply it across the board, right? Sure. If you're an athlete— you're in the gym. You're not just shooting 100 shots. You're shooting 1,000 shots. That way, when you get the ball on the court in your spot, you're hitting that shot. And it, let's say you got fouled on it. What or, about Dame's shot the other night? Was that lucky? Yo, I will tell you, Dame, that shot is not a shot that, that – I don't care what they say. Like, whether he practices it, practices it or not, like, it's lucky that he hit 5 of 5 in the series, right? Four or five is is an incredible feat. Five or five is like just almost unthinkable. But again, he shoots that shot so much that he puts himself in a situation to where he can get lucky on that fifth sure. one, and it's, and it's the and it's the series ender, right? So so here's here's my thing with luck. How you're saying that it can be created through through practice and hard work and and knowledge and building on your skill set. Right, right, right situation, right time, right place. You know what I mean? Like sure that. that See, I don't see that as being what luck is. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you can create luck or even attract luck. I think that is just the product of of 
of hustle, working hard, or just in general putting positive vibes out into the universe that you put out, it's going to return back. So like you said, knock on 30 doors, invite it into five, sell two. You do that for a month, then you're start you're going to start to increase in the people that are going to let you in and the ones that you're going to sell to. So you think luck is more randomized? It's not. That's how I view luck. I view luck as something that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no force or predetermined force or magic, so to speak, that can determine the output of something. Like a raffle, like a raffle ticket. So so that we were talking about the raffle ticket the other day. Let's say 100 people walk into a room, everyone's given one raffle ticket. All right? So it's if you win that, that is luck that your ticket got drawn. Right. You know? Now, you mentioned the point that what happens if you if 100 people walk into a room and and no one's given a raffle ticket, but you're allowed to buy raffle tickets. Right. So let's say one guy buys 50 tickets and then you have, you know, 50 you have 49 other people who buy or 50 other people who buy the other 50 so now you have 51 people who bought 100 tickets and then it goes to the the guy that bought the 50 doesn't 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 hit right right so it's like you know that's 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 all luck right there you know his work or his unlucky or (laughs) it's still luck it's 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 it's, yeah it's bad luck right right. so you know even though he tried to work the system by increasing his odds same thing with the with a scratch-off ticket if i if i go to if i go to you know five gas stations and buy five lottery tickets from each one there's no matter how good I am at getting to those gas stations and how good I am at saying five lottery tickets, no please. How hard you scratch them, things. right? No matter how hard I scratch that shit, no matter if I use a penny or a nickel or whatever, it ain't it ain't gonna determine the output. Actually, a Sacagawea dollar gets gets you a winner every time. You sure about that? I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure I can check. But. <laughs> so so that that's my stance on luck. Now I think that you know I, I I'll say this. And this, I know this is um, something you're completely foreign to. It's the dating app world. Um, so with dating apps, if somebody, if you swipe right on somebody, and then hours, days, weeks later, you find out that that person swiped right on you and matched you, like that's luck. It's it's luck that that y'all were able to, you know, to be put in contact together because up until that, all you know is or probably at, at the mo at, at least you know is their name and what city they're in and you know essentially what the radius is so it, the distance radius all of that right. so it's like that's luck that y'all met it's also it could also be said that like if you if you do meet somebody you know you don't want to say that if you end up meeting that chick Steve you don't want to say that's luck though you want to be a little you want to say that's fate when you when you meet her it, it 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 could be fate, but it was it wasn't fate. I mean, it's so common now that shit's not fate. It ain't fate that, no, that I'm you met. I'm telling you, this is the line. This is what you should say, man. It was fate that we met this way. That's that's romantic. That's well, of deep, course, see? that's how you win over the mother-in-law and everything. Right, exactly. You're right. That's more of a. You're right. More mother-in-law than it is. But that's. But to me, that's that's what luck is. Going back to sports, like. I think that was what you used with with Dame's example from the other night. And if, for those who don't know what we're talking about, it was Game Seven of the Portland Trails, Trailblazers, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it, the game was tied. And so, so imagine 
And for because I'm sure all your listeners have played beer pong or at least seen a beer pong game. <laughs> Imagine making sure that you're behind the table the appropriate amount amount, and then backing up another ten feet and hitting the cup that you were aiming at. There you that's go. That's what that's what he did. Yeah, and they won the game, and it was game seven, so they won the series because of that shot. So, like Mickey said, he's been what was he? He was. He was already four for four that he game. Four, he was four for four from shots that distance yeah. in, in a six-game stint. But he also had scored 47 points that night. Sure. Which so, is an incredible feat in itself. So the, the thing is, though, like, I don't, I, think, I don't think that was a lucky shot because right. the shot was clean. Right. It, it swished in. I think a lucky shot would have been if he threw that up and it bounced on the rim, off the backboard, off the rim again, <laughs> okay, and okay. Or, or it whirled around, and then it went. In, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? right like, right. so I think that in in situations when it comes to sports, that that there's not necessarily luck. It comes. It's a product of practice and hard work and determination to be good in every situation that you're put in. So maybe maybe that's just the way I guess I've tried to gear myself towards the things that I'm that I'm I'm trying to get after, right? And some of the some of the some of the goals I have, right? Maybe maybe people do this, maybe people don't, but right, like you're saying luck is more objective. I'm saying it's I, I, I like for it to be a part of my process because it, and, because it helps motivate me, and that's, right? That's that great. I know that's, if I'm flipping if I'm flipping boulders over and that and I know that tenth boulder's got you know, gold underneath it. But you, you know, don't know for, that it's got it underneath it. Well, you don't, that's what I'm saying. You're, you use it as a motivator. All right, next boulder. All right, guess it's not here. I got to flip this one. Yeah. You know, I'm knocking down whatever I'm working on. For sure. The, this is an example of, of, of things that we see, that we see, or we have complete opposite, we're opposite ends of the spectrum on, but it's the same middle ground in terms of, you know, I, I think that, your your uh, version of luck is the product of hard work, determination, and it creates opportunities for something for something big to hit. Right. You know, and whereas I see it as more as chance and probability and no control, but at the same time, I think that by working hard and and practicing and and you know just staying at something that will create more opportunities. So you're, so you're saying it's like the two sides of the same coin. That's a lucky coin, <laughs> or an unlucky coin. <laughs> you don't you don't know yet. Which which side did you pick it up on? Heads. <laughs> all right, then it's luck. Um, well, that that's uh, that's all for mixed emotions. I hope you all enjoyed that segment. It was emotional. It was very emotional. <laughs> you okay? You need a tissue? I, I maybe. We're gonna take a short break, we'll and we're gonna come back to our next segment. You won't know though. <laughs> This segment is called, You Sure About That? Backstory on this one. Oh, man. Mickey, oh, man. Mickey's favorite app is Google. <laughs> Anytime we're talking, mostly when we're having debates or arguments or any sort of conversation, Mickey has a tendency to not believe a goddamn word that any of us say, no matter how backed by truth or whatever. So Mickey's catchphrase has always been, when we're talking about something, he'll be like, are you sure about that? 
and then he won't just take our word for it, and he'll have to look it up. I, I've discovered what this <laughs> what this issue is, and it may just be me, but I I don't like I don't like definitive statements unless I said them. Right. <laughs> it's it, it's not a fact if unless it's an alternative fact. It's right. Fake it's a, news. It's a fake fact. So during this segment, I'm going to list off ten statements, and Mickey is going to tell me if it is true, or. If it's something that he would have to check, in which he is going to reply with, mm, are you sure about that? <laughs> I I am actually thinking this might be really tough. We'll see. You, I think you'll do better. Are you, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, ready? Ready for your first one? Bring it. <clears throat> the left side of the brain is responsible for controlling... I'm sorry. The left side of the brain performs tasks that have to do with logic, such as science and mathematics. On the other hand, the right hemisphere of the brain performs tasks that have to do with creativity and the arts. Are you sure about that? I don't know. Saying that left side has to do with science and math and logic, and the right side has to do with creativity. I, I, think, it's the, I think it's the other way around. I think creativity is in the left. Now, by the way, I'm not trying to trick you with any of these. No, no, I know. So you think it's... I think, I think creativity is in the left because I'm pretty sure the right... Like, I always thought of it. I, I don't know why I remember this, but I think the right side is more in control of, uh, of the first parts that you were saying. Um, Are you sure about that? Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I think you'd have to repeat it. All but right. what, what, hold on. What was one thing that you said the, the left one does? The, it's... So the, the left side of the brain is responsible for science, mathematics, science, and logic. Math, right. And the right is more logic. has more to that's do with the one. Logic's creativity. on the right, creativity's on the left. Right. That's how I remember it. Are you sure about that? Um I I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. Well, you were sure about that statement not being correct. <laughs> However, you're also not correct about it flip flopping sides because the truth is there's no solid division between the talents of each hemisphere. The, <laughs> the left brain can learn right brain skills and vice versa. Oh man, so that's like new age. That's like new age brain. Uh, um, oh gosh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say anymore. Technology. My brain's not working. New, brain, <laughs> new technology. brain technology. No, it's just like something else they've discovered about the brain because that. I remember learning back in friggin' uh, biology about that. Mm. So, well, th so that so that's just a myth. Your teacher's wrong. Wow. What school did I, you go I, to again? I was not sure about that. Math and science magnet. <laughs> Martin Luther King, <laughs> junior, high school at Pearl Cone. Ready for number two? Yep. <clears throat> a strawberry is not a berry. A banana is a berry. Are you sure about that? I am 100% sure. A strawberry is not a berry, however, a What's banana a is. What's a strawberry? What is a strawberry? It's a fruit, but... It's there, a fruit, but it's not a berry. But there are, there are other like classifications beyond just calling it a fruit? Well, an apple's not a berry. Well, okay. But is anything... So ber all berries are berries except for a strawberry. Right, the name, just like a tomato is not a vegetable. A tomato is a fruit. What about a cherry tomato? That's a, that's a fruit. <laughs> it's got tomato in it and cherry. That's a, that's a double fruit. That's a tutti fruit. What about a cherry berry tomato? Um, 
that's that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. I got another one for you. Hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> More people die each year from unprovoked shark attacks than the number of left-handers who die each year from using products made for right-handed people. <laughs> what? Hold on, less or more? I said more people. More people each are, year are, die are from, from shark attacks than left-handed people die each year from using products made for right-handed people. That's got to be true. People, yeah. What? That's niche. That's a niche market. People killing themselves with equipment for what? Yeah, holy crap. So you think that there's more shark attack deaths? Yes. Are you sure about that? Um, I, I hope I'm sure. I will say this, Mickey. <clears throat> there are an average of five unprovoked shark attack-related deaths annually in the world. In the world? And there are nearly 2,500 left-handers each year who die from using products made for right-handed people. Wow. That's special. Yeah. So you're 0 for 3. Yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> Batting 0. Yo, so there's five. So there's five. Unprovoked shark so attacks. So how many provoked? Are there over or under five provoked? It's probably more than five provoked. Oh, my God. Who is out messing with sharks? Idiots. I don't understand. Stupid people. Here's one. Shakespeare made up the name Jessica for his play Merchant of Venice. The name Jessica was invented by Shakespeare. So if I said, yo, Mick, Jessica, that name Jessica, you know that song Jessica by the Allman Brothers? It was actually Shakespeare that created, that invented the word, <laughs> invented the name Jessica. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that is true. That is true. Okay. Shakespeare invented, invented the name Jessica. Or Jessica. I wasn't basing that off any prior knowledge, really just guessing. And I had to I had to put myself in position to get lucky there. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> um, okay, next one. You you cook a lot at home, right? Uh yes. You like pasta? Yes. Adding a sprinkle of salt to boiling water. Makes the water boil quickly, quicker. Uh, yes, that is true. Are you sure about that? I, I do that. Yes. So I that was the that's the intention when I put salt in the water. It is the intention, but adding a sprinkle of salt to water makes no difference. It can actually make boiling take longer. Sheesh. I know, man. We've been lied to our entire life. Yeah. Who who told us to do that? I don't know, man. But I'm uh. I get kind of pissed off about it. That seems that seems underhanded. Let's go to the next one here. In the southern hemisphere, so like Australia, New Zealand, and all that, water flushes the opposite way from where it does here in America. Uh, yes, it does flush the opposite way. Are you sure about that? Yes. A flush toilet does not rotate the other way in the southern hemisphere. The... Coriolis effect doesn't alter water in toilets. So it actually flushes the same way. So who fed us that, too? Those, I, that would, that's been in the movies, right? Well, uh, Hollywood uh, 
doesn't really tell the truth all the time. You know what? You know what? You know where the first place I saw that was on the on the cap of a Snapple. Really? So Snapple's been BSing. Yeah. They They're probably. just making up alternative facts. It is an alternative fact. Here's an alternative fact. It's argued that we have not five, but 21 senses in the human body. 20, how many? 21. 21 We have senses? up to 21 senses in the human body. What, what would they even be? Yeah, how would you even know? So is that true that we no, have 21? Are, are you sure about that? I am sure about that. The scientific community insists on 21 senses, including balance, pain, and temperature, amongst, oh. amongst, uh, amongst smell, sight, sound, touch, taste. But don't you, like, don't those all feed up into the, sen- into the main senses, right? Like, balance would, would use your sight and your... Um, what if you got your eyes closed? Your ears. What if you're balancing and your you eyes are closed? You can still balance with your eyes closed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't need your sight to balance. Correct, but it's still like you still use your sight to orient yourself, even if your eyes are closed. So I think that all ties. Are you sure up. about that? Are you, I'm, I think, but if you think about it, my eyes are closed right it. now. If if you were to spin me around, I would not be able to orient myself, but I'd be able to balance myself. Correct. No, that's what I'm saying. I said balance, right? Balance is one. Balance is one of the senses. It's one a of sense. the twenty-one senses. But I think it could easily like it's just a combination of of two senses. Mm, you sure about that? Uh, yes. What was another one? Balance. What else? Pain. Pain. Temperature. Okay. Pain would be f- feeling. Uh, distance. No. Pain. Distance would be a part of your sight. F- feel. It, it's it's a sen- It's not a sense of feel. It's a sense of touch. Right. So feel is touch. It's not. You can't or pain, pain. Excuse me, pain is touch. Pain is feel. Pain isn't touch. Okay. You can't touch a headache. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, you, nope. You can try. Are you sure about you that? T- touch your head. Yeah, that's touching your head. That's, that's not touching. That's the what a headache. Of that's what head. a headache is. Get out of my <laughs> head, headache. I know you're in there. Let's get a couple more here. Okay. Um. Alcohol kills brain cells. True. Yes. Are you sure about that? I've been a victim. <laughs> it is false that alcohol kills brain cells. They do not kill brain cells. They are not killed. They are only damaged. Uh, not dead. Semantics. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Since you're an expert on the senses. <laughs> um, here's a statement. Bats are blind. Um... Are you sure about that? And you are correct, Mick. Not only can bats see, but they also use echolocation. They just have really shitty vision. They are not blind. Boom. So blind as a bat is a term used, uh, you know, for like, oh, man, I just can't see very well. For old people. They just got shitty vision. For old people who don't got new brain knowledge. Mick, you've always sported a beard. Uh, okay. Since you were, what, six? Meh. 16. 16, yes. Okay. Um, so you, you should know this. You probably you started shaving earlier than, than I did because I clearly cannot grow a beard. Nobody's perfect. But people have always told me shaving thickens hair. Correct. 
you gotta, you know, no, no pain, no gain. Are you sure about that? Ooh, so would the hair grow if I didn't shave it? Regrown hair isn't thicker, coarser, or darker. It just appears so because it grows back with a blunt tip. What you know about them blunt tips, Mick? Wow. So you're not doing so good on this. Nope. You you should probably just uh, stick to believe in your boy when I <laughs> when I come at you with useless useless knowledge. This is basically an intervention, huh? This is basically an intervention. It's like you're so wrong that you shouldn't question me anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't. I wish you only got like a limited Google search capability a year. Like you got you got like fifty a year, so you have to use them sparingly. Dude, what if everybody only had fifty Google searches a year? Oh man, dude, think about that. Think about what type of mass chaos that would. Think of if people only had fifty Pornhub searches oh, a year. Oh man, this this would be this okay. Would be bad. That that would be like yeah, insanity. What's that movie where like, um, it's not it's kind of, it's not like an apocalypse thing, but like, there's there's one day out of every year where everybody just goes nuts and kills and can kill each other unless you're hiding. The purge. The purge, dude. Some of that would happen if you limited people's internet searches. Like, yeah, and if there was like a scooter purge too. Oh God, that'd be fun. I'm gonna give you one more, one oh. more to redeem yourself. Oh. All right, it takes seven years to digest fully jo- digest chewing gum. Are you sure about that? Oh, I think you're just playing odds now, Mick. <laughs> Might say you're lucky on this one. Yeah. Got a little luck. It'd be cor- you're, you'd be uh, you'd be correct. Uh, the chewing base of gum is indigestible and passes straight through. The remainder is absorbed. Boom. So it does not take seven years to digest gum. It does help that I am marrying a GI doc. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, you got some gums stuck in your butt? No, but she's seen some other things stuck in butts. And that leads <laughs> us to our last segment. <laughs> Perfect segue. What's in Mickey's fiance's patient's butt? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> not what's in Mickey's fiance's butt. Not not Ankita's butt. In her patient's butt. So I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Oh boy! I, I can't remember if I told this on a previous episode. I can't remember. Anyways, we're chilling one night at Drew's uh, Drew's birthday dinner back in December, and it was uh, it was in Midtown at what was it called? Was Salt Salt Line. Salt line? Or is it just salt? No, it's not salt line. It's saltine. Saltine. I always misread. It's in cursive, and yeah. it looks like salt line, but it's saltine. Saltine. And so Mickey was supposed to be there, and I get there. I was like, yo, where's Mick? They're like, yo, uh, Ankita was on call, but now she's done, so he's going to get Ankita. So when Ankita showed up, we were like, yo, what's up, Doc? What what brought you in tonight? <laughs> what's, she, up? what's up, Doc? And she started laughing, and she was like, so... <laughs> And again, Ankita can tell us this because it, she's not using the name. She can say a patient. No HIPAA violations. Right. She said that an older gentleman came in and he was bleeding from the rectum Ugh. because in attempt to, quote, get all nice and clean for the ladies, he was cleaning out his butthole with Clorox bleach wipes. Because everybody knows it's 2019. It's always ass-eating season. Like, you you never know when <laughs> someone's going to pull up on you and eat the booty. God, right, Mick? God almighty. Yo, those things, What it made me cringe because, you know, everybody's been, unless you're 
cleaning with a rag still. You you clean with those glor- those Clorox wipes. And if you don't wash your hands immediately after using one of those, you you're you start to feel that Clorox sink into your skin a little bit. It's like So what you're it, saying is it melt it starts melting your hand if you don't wash it off. Just imagine this dude's exposed rectum with, oh the, my with God. these wipes. I- like that must have hurt so bad and started eating away at him so quickly that, that like, oh, man. I, I, I just I'm just going to go out on a whim here, and if Rachel was here, I would say this. See, Rachel, see the things that guys do for women. Right. And they say chivalry is dead. That's dedication right yeah. there. Yeah. So, anyways, I had asked Dan Keat. I said, so, what's, what's the treatment for that, Doc? What's the <laughs> diagnosis? She goes, well... Um, after we gave him antibiotics or whatever to get the inflammation down and all of that or whatever <laughs> medical terms you spin off, she says the diagnosis is uh, you have to go to a evaluation, an evaluation at a uh, psychiatric institute. <laughs> right. <laughs> because if you were using Clorox, if he just said like, oh shit, I, gr- I grabbed the wrong thing. I thought I grabbed some wet wipes. But instead he said, man, I was just trying to get clean for the ladies. Yeah, but they, see, when, when they're moving him to the psych ward, they don't tell him he's going to the psych ward. They're gonna, they're just saying, hey, we're, we're gonna do some additional testing. <laughs> they just like, make yeah. it sound okay so they don't get a hostile, a hostile patient on their hands. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna do some more, uh, we're gonna do some more checking out on you. We're gonna move you on over to this other place, with the uh, with the ropes. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, cleanest butthole in Music City though. Yikes! It, y'all know it wouldn't be the answers, obviously, if we if we talked about a butthole at least once. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that was that was what's inside Mickey's fiance's patient's butt. <laughs> we're we're workshopping that name. How many apostrophes are on that? Too many. But uh, I'd like to catch up with Ankita to, to see if she has an update on some weird things that she's found in some of her patients' butts. Well, well, maybe. We should get her on the pod. Actually, I think that um, we had talked about this last week, about getting, getting uh, Hope, yeah. the sexpert, on the pod. So I think it would be really interesting if we got both Hope and Ankita, because both of them deal in the world of health and mental health and mm-hmm. and all of that and yeah. uh and arguably sexual health because uh, Ankita deals with butts um she also deals with the other end too the 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 mouth all seven organs yes from from start to finish but uh, you could argue that from in from in to out or from out to in well it just depends on how you like to take it let's go into our last segment Mick yup weekend rundown what are you doing this weekend <sighs> This weekend, man, probably, I mean, just trying to soak in more of this, uh, this draft, um, with all the craziness it'll bring, try to get outside, play 18 holes, man. It's, it's, uh, Oh, for real? My invite must've got lost in the mail. It's golfing season. Nah, you, uh, you ain't got it yet. Cause I don't know if I'm inviting you. What? Um, no, nah, no, nah, we'll get, no, nah, we need to go to the range. We gotta, we gotta loosen up. Um, maybe hanging low a little bit. We got our boy getting married in, in a week and a half now. I mean, Fuck. we're in, we're in Philly a week from tomorrow. That's right. We're I'm in, in Philly a week from yesterday. Philadelphia, Flipadelphia. Um, yeah, just probably hanging low this weekend. Not, not too much, uh, not getting into anything crazy. What about you? NFL draft for sure. 
boxing. I think I'm also going to go to this uh, crazy laser light show at the at the uh, science center. I haven't been there since I was seven. They recently renovated that thing, right? I wouldn't know. No. Are you sure about that? I don't know. I, I will let you know. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited to go to. I think I'm gonna do that Friday night, and then some NFL shit, man. We're actually as soon as we're done with this, we're gonna be we're gonna head down there. And by the time y'all listen to this on Friday, you know your boy ain't working. You know your boy's gonna be all up in the draft, um, getting shit signed, getting getting flicks off, picks off. All that good shit. It is nuts down here. I mean, it, it's going to be wild all weekend, it seems like. Um, you know, may, maybe the Titans don't get their draft pick they're looking for. Maybe they do, but there's, there's a fun time. This is uh, it's good for Nashville. That's the thing. I don't care about who the Titans get. I'm just glad they're doing it here. I would care more about who we're picking right. if, if it was somewhere else. But in years past, I've gone to the Titans draft parties at Nissan. It's, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, man, Mick. It's been great having you on. It's uh, we'll probably never do it again. <laughs> I know. I, I I mean, you got why I was why I was excited to come back on. I was I was like, all right. So the the show has reached a level of success and fame to where if, even if I come on, it can't hurt, uh, or impact you know the numbers on that bitch. Well, <laughs> nice, nice, Mick. That was good. Uh. We'll see. We'll look at the numbers next week, and we'll see if, it, sure, if this was a good decision sure or bad decision. It, I'm sure I'll have I definitely want to have you on randomly, like maybe once a month for a segment of Mixed Emotions, because I think Rachel would enjoy that. <laughs> I like I like Rachel's input on a couple of things we talked about today, but I may need to get those off, off air. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Rachel. Again, Rachel, prob- probably a bigger fan of her than I am you. Well, are you sure about that? Not sure. We we do love Rachel and we miss her. With that being said, <laughs> Rachel and I will be recording next week's episode, episode 35, earlier in the week. I don't know if we're going to drop it on Friday or we may drop it earlier. We don't know yet, but you will definitely have one next week, whether it's at 7 a.m. Central Time Friday or if if we, you know, release one at least one uh, a little earlier for y'all. But, yes, uh, we will be in Philly for our boys' and our girls' wedding. And uh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back the following week with regular scheduled programming and all of that. So I uh, hope y'all enjoyed this show. Mickey, any final words? No, shout-out to the, the happy couple, Hope and Harry. Congratulations. Looking, looking forward to next weekend. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to sing. But um sing it, Mick. Shout out to them. You know, looking forward to that. Appreciate you having me on, Steve. My pleasure, Mick. See y'all next week on The Answer's Obvious. And as Rachel would say, bye.